The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. It is, and welcome. It's Thursday, otherwise known as Friday Junior. Your weekend is almost here, so let's get it happening, shall we? John Scholes here and always in attendance. My good pal, employment lawyer, Lior Samfiru from Samfiru to Markin LLP. Just happy to be the most positively reviewed law firm in the country, which is saying something. So uh, anytime you feel like reaching out, you will be in good hands for a private conversation or other matters you can do so. one 855 215900 help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address. You can also use the website pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You're always encouraged to go there first. It's free, it's anonymous, and it's uh, built just for you to be educated and have use, free will, of the uh, severance pay calculator as well, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We get to uh, a little later on, use of social media in the workplace. <laughs> it's a great topic. We'll, uh, we'll cover that here in just a bit, but we always start off, pal, with the case of the day. What do you got cooking? Johnny, 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 great to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy to be answering as many questions as possible. You know, we're live right now. So take advantage of us being here, of us wanting to answer your questions and helping you with whatever workplace dilemma you are facing. And you know, literally, as I was getting ready to get on air, I got an email from uh, someone who was let go and wanted to know what to do. I answered him. Well, if something like that happens to you, you've been let go, you're worried about being let go, you're concerned that your boss is implementing some sort of a policy, not sure if it's legal, whatever the issue, if it touches on you and your job and your employer, call us. Let's talk about it. Let me tell you what to do and how the law helps you. Because guess what? The law does help you. Uh, We have really, really good employment laws. I know what they are and I can tell you. So it starts by calling the show now. Of course, you can also call me at the office anytime, and uh, I'm happy to connect with you that way. And that contact information you'll, you'll hear again throughout the show. But case of the day, some situation that came across my desk uh, recently. Well, yesterday, actually, on the show, we were talking about accommodation based on family status. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that is the idea, of course, that an employer has to support an employee as relates to their family obligations, their, their child and, and parent obligations. So if you need some help. Uh, If you need to uh, be able to care for your child, then the only way you can do that is by employer the accommodating you, giving flexible hours, giving you some some different responsibilities. Your employer has to make that happen. Well, someone heard the show yesterday and called me today at the office, and this was their situation. So she was a single mom, this lady that, that I spoke with. She has a son who has diabetes. And, uh, now she, she, she has to administer a certain treatment uh, to him twice a day, once in the morning and once in the afternoon. It has to be at a very specific time. So she needs to be able to be home at a certain time. Uh, and the, she was you know, a fairly far drive from work. So the only way she saw that that could be possible is if she had worked closer to home. And her employer had a location that was actually much closer to her house. And she had asked her employer for that. She said, well, can you relocate me so that I can be there on time for my child? Serious medical condition. I'm a single mom. Employer said no. And the reason uh, they said no is something we talked about yesterday. Saying, well, you know, if you ask for a transfer, we'll just give it to you. Everyone's going to want it. And it's not fair to everyone. We can't just do that. So she called me and she wanted to know what are her rights. Well, let's be clear. Her employer has to make it happen. They're able to. It's not even hard for them to do. They're choosing not to do it for reasons that are not relevant. So, no, 
an employer has that legal obligation to allow her to provide that care for her child because that's the only way she can legitimately do it is through that accommodation, in this case, being transferred to a different location. So her employer not doing that is a human rights violation. So here's what I told her I'm going to do. I'm going to send a letter to her employer, very kindly reminding them of their legal obligations. And if I'm a betting man, I bet that they change their mind very, very quickly once they hear from me. But of course, there's a lesson there. Maybe you need to leave work early, to come in a bit late. Maybe you need some other flexibility from your employer because of those childcare obligations. If that's a necessary thing, you can and you should ask your employer for that, and they have to comply. If you have a hard time, if your employer won't do what they're supposed to, give me a call and I'll help. Let's get Jeff on the line right away before we uh, take a break. Hey, Jeff, good evening. How are you, pal? I'm doing well. You guys? Beauty. What's uh, what's on your mind? Uh, so just I want to know if there's any hard and fast rules regarding uh, vacations. I've been at the same company for, for what will be 26 years this March, and I emailed uh, our human resources gal and she said that it basically caps off at as if you only had 11 years and therefore you're only entitled to 20 days. Is that true? Sure. You mean you've accrued vacation? Is that what you mean? Um, I guess no, I'm asking, do I have an accrued vacation? Like, is there, is there federal laws on that or does the company decide that or how does it work? So, no, you only accrue vacation if there's vacations that you haven't taken, If then you accrue them moving forward. So, so only you know if, you've, if there's vacation that's accrued, right? There's no if, – if you, if you were supposed to get three weeks paid vacation and you only got one week because you didn't get the other two, then that vacation pay gets accrued and moved forward to the following year, and then it can continue yeah. accumulating. And there's no cap on that. But it's a yeah, question of whether or not you've been paid what you've been owed, or if you haven't, then it has to accrue. Yeah, there's no question about being paid what I'm owed. I get a percentage every pay. What I'm asking is how many how many days am I entitled to? Um, I see. So like, how many? So so in fact, they, they would only have to provide you with three weeks. So if they're providing you, I guess in this case, it's four weeks, then that's fine. They're they're, they're doing it legally. Yep. Perfect. That's all I want to know. Beauty. Thanks, Jeffy. Appreciate it, pal. You want to uh, continue the conversation or any other questions later on, here's the uh, phone number to reach Leor and his team, 1-855-821-5900. Joe, we see you there. Stand by the Employment Law Show. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Lots of time to go, so bring it on. Uh, Joe, thank you for hanging on through the break. How are you tonight? Hey, Joe. Hello. Joe on hold. And we'll get back to Joe in a minute. Uh, let's get back to our topic, though, Leo, use of social media in the workplace. This is a good one and uh, something we wouldn't have talked about 20 years ago, but man, it's uh, it's come to the fore for sure. We're talking Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. Can an employer fire an employee for using social media during work hours? I know you get this call all the time, right? I do. And employers ask me that. Employees ask me that as well. So let's be kind of clear here that, yeah, an employer is allowed or enabled to expect that an employee does work when they're working. You know, the employee gets paid to do work, and that's a perfectly reasonable expectation that the employee is going to focus on work. So what that means is if the employee is spending a bunch of their time on social media, and I know it's addictive, we all have our smartphones, etc., 
then it, it, that employee is not doing what they're supposed to. They're still getting paid. So yeah, an employer can certainly discipline an employee in that situation. Now, it's not enough for the employer to show, well, you know, uh, Joe checked his email or Joe posted something on Facebook. You, you can do that. That's reasonable. You know, we're not, uh, you know, we're not working in a situation where we expected to be on call 24-7. But if it's excessive, if it's really beyond just something that you do casually, an employer can absolutely discipline you for that. That doesn't mean they can necessarily fire you for cause. They'd have to give you opportunities. They'd have to tell you that you've done something wrong. Uh, they'd have to tell you that, uh, you know, there's going to be consequences if you continue doing that. But excessive use of social media in the workplace, as addictive as it is, not a good idea. can absolutely be reason for discipline. Again, this topic is always a, a hot one. If, so bring it on. If an employer wants to discipline that employee for spending too much time, it's become a little excessive in social media work. How do they go about doing that? And without pulling the trigger right away, right? Yeah, so first of all, what you want to do is you want to have a policy in place if you're the employer that outlines what, you know, the expected use of social media or the expected use of internet, smartphones, what you expect your employees to do. Are you banning it completely? Are you telling them that they can use it during lunch? Are you telling them uh, that they can use their phone but not the company computer? So you have to have a policy in place. It's very difficult to penalize someone, to, to discipline an employee if you don't have proper policies, because if you have a policy, you can say to the employee, here's a policy, you know about it, we showed you this policy, you breached it. So you have a policy, you have to communicate that policy to the employee, and if the employee's in breach of the policy, they're using social media we're not supposed to, or too much, or a company computer, then you, you give them a warning. It always starts with a, you know, a warning, and then you can build from there. If it happens again, you can give a second warning. Potentially, you can then escalate to a, a uh, final warning, and then maybe you're in a position to consider a termination for cause. So have a policy, communicate that policy, and then abide by that policy and pursue that policy. If you ignore your own policy, yeah, that's going to be a problem as well. The question I know you're going to get all the time too, Lior, is you know, how about the privacy situation? There was a right to privacy, things I post on social media, can they be considered private if I'm using my account? So there's no such thing as privacy online. And, you know, you may have all your privacy settings up on your Facebook or your Instagram and you think, well, I'm, yeah. I'm no one's going to see what I'm posting except the people that I want to see. Nonsense. Okay. It, it, if you post something online, you have to expect that others are going to be able to see it. And if you're not doing that, if you're posting something thinking that it's just going to be private, you're taking a huge risk. And, you know, when it comes to your employer... Yeah, if you don't want your employer to see what you're posting, if you're posting something you really don't want your employer to know about, just don't post it, okay? Because <laughs> they, they may be able to see it. Someone may tell them about it. Someone may take a screenshot and, and send it to them. You don't know. So, no, there's really no such thing as privacy. Now, your employer can't, of course, hack into your uh, personal social media accounts to see what you're posting. Of course not. That, that, that's completely illegal and wrong. But... You, does, does that mean that you actually can expect privacy? No. If you put something online, it's fair game. How about those who, you know, they may you know fly off the handle once in a while, possibly, for whatever reason, they say stuff about their employer on social media, maybe kind of in a roundabout way, but what's the caution there? Don't do it. It's frankly as simple as that. I, I've done many cases over the years, John, where someone was disciplined, even fired, because they posted things online about their employer, about their, their boss, their manager. 
listen, can you deal with that? Sure, yes, you can. But is the best advice still don't post it? Absolutely. So if you don't want your employer to see it, don't post it. And I would never want you to post something online uh, on your social media about your employer, about how bad they are or, or how bad your, your boss is. Don't do that. Now, if you do, can you be fired for cause? Probably not. Okay. Uh, yeah. Why? Because it's not a big enough sin. Remember, it's very difficult to let someone go for cause. It's very difficult to fire you without your full severance. So posting something about your, your boss or employer, probably not enough unless what you did is really, really bad. Uh, and, and this reminds me, John, of a, of a case that I had, uh, not this holiday season, the one before that, where uh, an individual had uh, posted that he was not happy. He posted a sarcastic comment that the, the, the Christmas gift that year wasn't the Jelly of the Month Club, but was a bottle of barbecue sauce. <laughs> and he had posted something about his employer and his employer fired him for cause for that. Nonsense, of course. So we dealt with that. We got him his full severance. But again, would the best advice have been just just don't do it? Absolutely. Uh, so things to keep in mind there. So what should employers do if they see that there's excessive use in social media in the workplace? I mean, this has got to be super common, depending on the workplace and how exposed you are. But the people in the back office just, just you know buying stuff online, typing away. What do you do if you're an employer seeing that? Well, as an employer, like I said, first of all, you have to have a policy in place. And, and a policy does you no good unless people know about it, unless you've told them about it and you've given them a copy. So I sometimes, and you've heard me talk about this, employers have a policy. It's, it's hidden in a drawer up on the fifth <laughs> floor and no one knows about it and they just take it out when it's convenient. That doesn't work, okay? So if you have a policy, then you need to, to circulate it. You need people to acknowledge that they've read it and they understand it. So you have to have a policy about computer use, social media use, and then equally as important is enforce your policy. Too often when it comes to social media and, and computer use, employers kind of look the other way, which is fine, except if you look the other way, you're getting the employees used to, well, okay, well, it's okay that I'm on the computer a bunch. It's okay that I post on social media because my employer is not doing anything about it, so it's fine. So it's going to be very difficult to discipline an employee like that because you, the employer, has have condoned that behavior. So you have to be strict in enforcing your own policy. And by the way, John, the same thing applies to, to any policy. You, you really can't be disciplined for breaking a policy if it's something that your employer has always let you do. So, you know, if your employer says no personal calls at work, but you've always taken personal calls, no one ever said anything, then on Tuesday you show up, you take a personal call and your employer says, no, no, now we're going to discipline you. They can't do that. Because they've condoned your behavior. So, and I see that too often. Your employer can't just wake up one day and say, well, now I decided this really bothers me. It doesn't work that way. So I have a policy and enforce that policy. Um, you know, the bullying and all that stuff and uh, being harassed, it doesn't always happen in person. That can happen through social media as well. So what's an employee to do if they're being hassled or, or bullied by other employees through social media or a boss for that matter? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, the fact that you're you're being bullied online uh, can absolutely spill over into the workplace. And an employer has the obligation to protect employees from bullying and, and harassment. And that extends to online. So if you're you have a colleague, a coworker, a, a supervisor that's you know online is an online bully that that threatens threatens you or behaves inappropriately 
in communications online, you have to tell your employer because your employer has the obligation to deal with that. Even though it may not be happening at work, it maybe happens all after work hours, does not matter. That is inappropriate behavior. That's still work considered workplace bullying because it involves a, a colleague or a, a coworker. So tell your employer about it. You cannot be penalized for doing that, and your employer must, by law, investigate that and take measures to make it stop. So just like with any other bullying, just like with any other harassment, when it comes to online bullying, online harassment, if it has to do with, with your job, if it has to do with your uh, colleagues and coworkers, tell your employer. And if they ignore it, let me know, because that would be illegal. Does it make any difference if it's not on uh, company hardware? It's not the company phone. It's not the company laptop or desktop. It's on your own private phone that you're doing all this, or that doesn't make any difference because it's social media. It doesn't matter the device. Yeah, right? it, do- it doesn't matter. Now, certainly, uh-huh. you, it, it, when it comes to using your employer's computers, you have to be extra careful yeah. there because uh, you, you really have to assume that anything you're doing on a company computer, your employer is able to see. Okay, so... If you're frequenting certain websites that you don't want your employer to see, definitely do not use your employer's device. Don't use your employer's computer. Uh, that is something that they should be able to and may, may see. And you know, even with your, your personal emails on a work computer, be very careful. Okay. Right. Uh, and your employer may be able to see that and they may be able to read things you don't want them to read. So when it comes to personal stuff, my recommendation is don't use company equipment. Use company equipment just for company work and nothing else. You know, it's funny. We've often, when we've talked about this topic before with, you know, being cautious, what you post on social media in the workplace, it's the same rule for life. It's like, you know, you, you get something, you, you know, someone ticked you off or something's bad or not. It's leaving a bad taste in your mouth. You're about to post that thing on Facebook or Instagram. Just walk away for 10 minutes, grab a coffee, come back and read it again. You'll be like, wow, I'm glad I didn't post this. It's, it's, it's good advice just to take a step back before you hit send or post, right? It is very good advice, especially if you're doing something at work, especially if you're doing something or saying something about your employer. Take that step back. Maybe, you've, as you said, you've had a bad day or your boss really upset you, you frustrated you, and you get home. You know, I, I just want to kind of vent and speak my mind. Take take a step back. Take you know Maybe take, even take the night. See how you feel in the morning because – it may be held against you. And, and yes, could you right. win that fight? Absolutely. But maybe it's a fight you'd rather avoid altogether. Let's get to a couple of emails here with the remaining minutes. Again, you got a couple of minutes to, uh, to chime in on the phone. So grab a phone now if you're going to do it. 416-870-6400 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Sean, first one up, says uh, Lior, my boss, who's the owner of the company, keeps sending me and other male employees pornographic materials and pictures that he finds on the internet. There you go. This makes me very uncomfortable. What do I got to do? Well, actually, this fits in really nicely what we've been talking yep. about here. And, and yeah, that is completely inappropriate. That is completely inappropriate. And, and you know, the person that does that really, uh, is, I, don't even, I don't even have words because you don't do that. You don't do that because you don't know who you're going to offend. You, you, don't, you can't assume that people are going to like the same things that you like and that, that their tolerance level for these things is the same as yours. So don't do it. And so what I would do in this situation is if there is someone to talk to, if there's someone above the, the person there, then let them know because they have to make it stop. Uh, you can tell your boss in this case, I'm not comfortable with this. Okay. Please don't send me these, uh, these materials. You cannot be penalized for doing that. You cannot be fired for, for saying that. You cannot be disciplined in any way. 
And if it continues or you do suffer some sort of a repercussion, the law is going to come pretty hard down pretty hard on this employer. That, this could be a form of harassment. It can even be considered mm-hmm. sexual harassment. So that's not a joke. But I think as a starting point, say it. And in writing, send an email so that there's a record. You know, I'm not comfortable with these materials. Please don't send them to me anymore. And that should be the end of it right there. Yep. There should be no pushback. If there's any pushback, you get on the phone and you call me. Beth says, guys, my husband works in construction. He's never been laid off in 10 years, but his employer just gave him a notice of layoff saying that he may be called back to work in the spring, May actually. What can he do? Well, this is extremely a uh, good question, an important one, because construction, we see that often. You know, if you're working a seasonal job in construction that's a, that, that always kind of lays off in the winter and comes back in the spring, then yeah, of course your employer can do that, no problem. But in this case, if her husband has not been laid off before. Clearly, it's not a seasonal job. So your her employer, the employer doesn't have the right to do that. An employer doesn't have a right, even a construction employer doesn't have an automatic right to put someone on a temporary layoff. So her husband can treat this as a termination of employment. So he has two options. Either he waits to see what happens in the spring, okay, or he can say, no, no, by putting me on this layoff now, I'm choosing to look at it as a termination of employment and I want my severance. And yes, by the way, construction employees do get severance. In fact, they get the same severance calculated in the same way as every other employee, up to 24 months pay. So no right to layoff, certainly not an automatic right to layoff. And yeah, you get your full severance. Last minute, we'll get Melissa in here quick. She says, guys, I signed my severance. You're not going to like this. Says I signed my severance offer because my employer told me that if I didn't, I wouldn't get paid anything. I just used your severance calculator and it says I'm owed another $35,000. What do I do? No, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And and I get those types of questions all too often. I hate that. Unfortunately, even though I understand why she would sign that, that pressure, can't get out of it once you sign it unless you've been told and made to sign right there on the spot in front of them but if you've been given a chance to take it back home you're stuck you can't go back so please don't do make that mistake in this case she's owed an extra thirty-five thousand dollars that i can't help her get because she signed don't do that if you you're staring at a severance offer call me before you do anything Great stuff tonight, and we'll continue on on the weekend for sure. Now that we are done, though, you can always reach back uh, for uh, for Lior and his team anytime. Reach out one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca, and that severance calculator we just mentioned can be found free and anonymously at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Enjoy your evening. We'll catch you next time. Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.